What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Thanksgiving Day, full of tradition, food, family, football. Did someone say football? More live fantasy sports radio on Thanksgiving Day than anyone else on the planet. The Fantasy Sports Channel brings you some of the best from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Rick Saratella with the Fantasy Football Insiders at 8. Hoops with Hector Castro at 10. The Thundering Blurb with Andrew Garda at 10.30. Goal Line Stand with Steve Shiner at 12.30. And Fantasy Brush Up with Greg Brosh at 1. Still hungry for more? More live coverage again at 4 p.m. with Tony Sincata and Rhett Oldham. Fantasy Baseball with Lenny Melnick at 5.30. Jason Sarney and the Fantasy Phenoms at 6. And the Expert's Edge with Ben Ice and Scott Anderson. At 7 p.m. The Fantasy Sports Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a Thanksgiving you can bet on. It's week 12 in the National Football League. The matchups are set. Fantasy Football Players Championship. In the World Championship of Fantasy Football are deciding their league champions. This is Do or Die. Jets, Titans, Colts, Chargers, Giants, Cardinals, Packers, Saints. Here your source. Last minute lineup decision. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. Let's go. On Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, everyone, and good evening. Welcome to another primetime edition of Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. This is a big week 12. Listeners are always encouraged to join the fun in the live chat room. Uh, 
Call us live or be a part of the show by dialing 347-324-5404. I'm your host, Scott Atkins, broadcasting live out of Indianapolis. I'm Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. I'm a diehard Louisville fan and the number one in the AFC East New York football Jets um, fan. Thank you very much. Tonight and always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host. It's an honor to present over the waves of the online world, a great friend of mine from good old Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, what a snooze fest we had last night. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Scott, that was something else uh, with Cincy and uh, Pittsburgh. But uh, from a fantasy point, I mean, it was really bad. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that uh, they love to have uh, Hans Ward and didn't quite get done. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, he got some points, but uh, – you know, I saw this game coming. Uh, the Steelers have yet to really impress, and the Bengals, well, they, they're what they are. They're boring. <laughs> uh, but yeah. um, it, it was it was pretty ugly. Uh, but uh, I'm going to take a second real quick because this has been bugging me, and I've talked to you throughout the week, and I've got to get it off my chest. Donovan McNabb said there's he, he didn't understand a task a task so he, he's telling he's telling these group of press people that well is there a tie is there a tie in the nfl you know at first i thought he was being kind of kind of comical and like well you know the bud Selig thing in baseball but he was i mean he knew what he was talking about he did not understand a tie and that that is so sorry that this guy that plays in the NFL does not understand that there may be a tie happening because he was ready. He was ready. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And here's another one. Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, steps up to the plate and goes, well, there's 50% of the players in this league that doesn't know that there could be a tie. <laughs> Give me a break, guys. Wow. Come on. I mean, I mean – that's a freaking joke, and it just—it's it, staggering to see that these guys don't understand the rules. But speaking of the rules, I want to go to Commissioner Goodell because I am really sick and tired of this guy sticking his head in and levying fines left and right for NFL football players. This is a National Football League; it's not for ladies. NFL. It's a National Football League. These guys are making hits left and right. The hit on Holmes Thursday night was incredible. I'm not looking for guys to get hurt. Don't get me wrong. But I love to see good hits. But it seems like Commissioner Goodell is just wanting to stick his nose in and say, okay, you're fine 10000 for this. You're fine 25000 for this. You're fine 20000 for this. I am sick and tired of it. Let the guys play football. Let's have fun with it. And, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I fell in love with that jacked-up segment. Uh, <laughs> what would we do without the jacked-up segment? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we, it, we, it was a lot of fun. But. We love doing this show uh, for everybody. What we ask you, the listener, to do, sign up for a free account on uh, Blog Talk Radio. You know, join our chat room. Uh, it's full house tonight. Uh, sometime during the week, come back, click on last week's show, rate it for us. That feedback is always valuable to us. 
Uh, don't forget, we also can be heard on iTunes Radio. So just open up your iTunes, click on Radio in the upper left-hand corner. Uh, it's a great way to pass the time. And you'll see Blog Talk Sports. Uh, you can also download it as a podcast, listen to your car, whatever. Uh, also, remember, we have the toolbar. You can download it and the new browser. Check them out, guys. Uh, it's got scrolling player stats, etc. cetera. Uh, you can dream your show. Uh, we can stream our show right from there and, you know, while you surf the web. So check us out. Now, as always, listeners are encouraged, again, to call in and ask for lineup advice and can reach the show at any time by calling 347-324-5404. Uh, or come on in and join the live chat room. And then fire away with some questions there. We've got Lance in the room. We've got Cake Fear from NFFC. Uh, we've got a lot of good guys in there that are uh, already some good discussion. Shot callers in there. They're all trying to make their uh, a good impression in that league championship game this week in either the uh, Fantasy Football Player Championship or, or to win the big one in the World Championship of Fantasy Football. It's just a real important week. Uh, this week we have a special guest, uh, Mr. Billy Wasoski. He's darn near famous in fantasy sports circles, I'll just say that, uh, as well as the co-owner of the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the guru, Alex Kaganowski, uh, with his player props. Mike, I don't know how else to say it. He's simply on fire. Um, unfortunately for all of us, we did, lose, we did lose our Survivor Island segment. Uh, our team, led by John Wright from Indianapolis, uh, is now out, thanks to the Philadelphia Eagles, McNabb and the tie. Was so brutal. Uh, Mike John did great all season. Um, we were really proud of him. We were rooting for him. But I, I think we both wanted him to use uh, those Colts last week. Yes, you, you know Scott, we uh, we tried to kind of tell him, say, "Come on, John, let's take the Colts, take the Colts, take the Colts." But uh, sometimes you go with your gut feeling, and uh, you know sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, we could look back on it, and you know he could have been a winner, and we could have been a loser because let's face it. Uh, I took the uh, I took the Colts in my little local league out of forty people, and uh, Houston gave them all they could handle. So, you know, it's just kind of a well, who knows and what could happen and that type thing. But uh, you know, I'm sorry to see John is out because that's a heck of a lot bigger thing than what I'm in. But uh, I went ahead and took Pittsburgh uh, this week in my fantasy. But or in my uh, survivor, but uh, we'll touch on that later. But uh, you know, twelve weeks to go and counting, and uh, I tell you what, I'm I'm bragging a little bit because I've never been in that situation. So, and the other two competitors took Denver this week. But uh, you know, Scott Billy Wise is coming up, and uh, I'm looking forward to it because I don't know if you remember my first year getting into high stakes fantasy football. Um, yeah. You and I. We were in there together, and uh, Billy was, he was the man. He was the yep. man that we were going up against. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, Scott. Yep. Uh, we're, we're really excited to have him on, and uh, I remember that uh, season well, and we've got, uh, we definitely want to pick his brain about that contest. Um, <clears throat> before we get to last week, um, last night's game, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. You have Ocho Stinko. He's deactivated. What a waste of a pick. That just goes to show you, Mike, you never burn a high pick on a head case entering the season. You just don't do it. No. No, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, mean, but you know what? We've all been down that road, and what a long and dangerous road it is. Randy Moss, hey, he's hurt you. Chad Johnson, Ocho, Stinko, whatever he wants to go by, he's hurt you. Terrell Owens. I mean, let's face it, a lot of head cases and uh, 
and football has hurt you. Why is it mostly wide receivers? I mean, running backs get hurt, but it, it seems like it's mostly wide receivers in your draft in the fantasy football. They tend to hurt you. These are the yep. things that high-stakes players want to do. Uh, take that chance on that high-risk, high-profile player. It, you know, it doesn't work. Uh, and Billy Walls is coming up, and maybe he can give us some insight on uh, what kind of news, uh, what kind of stuff that we can do. But it's it's very difficult to, uh, you know, take that high-profile player when you got a Wes Welker sitting in the wings or a great Greg Camarillo or uh, Roddy White, you know, there's a lot of players out there that can help your team out without hurting you by taking a high-profile and high-risk player. I mean, you know, that, that that's my take on it, Scott. Yep, give me a Wes Welker any day with somebody that you know you're not going to have a problem with, and uh, you, you just can't risk it. When there's this much money at stake, you just can't risk it. Hey, we do have uh, we do have a caller from the nine one four. Looks like they've been holding a couple of minutes. Let's uh, let's see what you got. Caller from the nine one four. Yeah. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good. Yeah. Hey, you know, um, I've had um, uh, some interesting fantasy. I've been playing fantasy football for a long time, and you know, I agree with uh, you know you get you get guys who uh, high profile, big mouths, and you know what? They don't do any good for you. You know, go with the solid, steady guys every year, um, and uh, and you'll always do better. But this, you know, this week uh, on Monday night, I had an interesting thing happen to me. Uh, I was going for my league championship, and I didn't really have a chance. And what happened was, I had uh, Marshawn uh, Lynch, was behind by 33 points, and a uh, guy I was going against was ahead of me, had uh, Lee Evans. And I scored thirty three point seven. Wow! I'm in the championship. You know what? I would have been happy. I, you know what? I, a lot of things have happened over the years. You know, good karma, bad karma. I'm sitting in the championship game in my league on a fluke. You know, amazing. So, so you had Marshawn Lynch and the guy you were playing had Lee Evans, and I was behind by exactly thirty three points. You know what? It wasn't until Yesterday, when the game started, and it right like off, that I actually believed I was in the championship game. <laughs> oh right, it's too good to be true. Yeah, guys, you, you know what? You guys do a great job. I, I love your show. Listen to it every week, and uh, thanks for everything. You give uh, great tips. Uh, you guys know what's going on. And uh, by the way, go. Well, we we appreciate you calling in. Uh, what what else do you have on your team? You know what, last night, you know, I, I got hurt by injuries all year long, managed to get through, but uh, I had Willie Parker, uh, and he just has not done, you know, hasn't done yeah. anything for me this year. Right. He's been tough, but I, you know what, the stud of the year has been, as far as I'm concerned, is Anquan Bolden. I draft him every year, and I'm never disappointed. Good, good, good. I've got, I've got, I've got Anquan, and, and I've got, uh, you know, I've got Reggie Wayne, who's, who's a solid guy. You know, draft okay. solid guys. You know, on, on wow. paper in my championship game, I have no chance. But you know, this is uh, fantasy football. Well, that's that's going to be right. a memory that uh, lives with you forever on fantasy football. Down thirty-three uh, with Marshawn Lynch uh, against that's Lee great. Evans, and you pull out the game. That's uh, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that story. That's uh, that was JB uh, JB Galt from the World Championship of Fantasy Football. Uh, we saw that story surface 
on the uh, World Championship of Fantasy Football message board this week, and uh, that's cool that he uh, he called in on the show and uh, let everybody uh, in the world hear about that. That's just an, one of those amazing stories, Mike, that you're never going to duplicate. <laughs> you know, that, that's something else because we uh, we talk about things, you know, when it becomes uh, like Sunday afternoon at uh, 7.45 or Sunday night at uh, 8.45, and then next thing you know, it's Monday night at 11.45. The 45, for whatever reason, Scott, it always sticks in my brain because so many games have been won and lost at at that moment. It's like, oh, my gosh, did I start the right player? Did I do the right thing? And, you know, that's what we're going to be able to do and uh, help all the listeners out to, uh, you know, help them out and do the right thing. We've already got uh, Sports Betting Man in the chat room. He's got uh, three solid starters in Braylon, Royal, and Bo. Royal's got a great matchup this week. Uh, solid starters there. And it looks like he's saying he has Matt Jones uh, or Sammy Morris uh, or Deuce or Mark Bradley as his flex. And he needs two, two of those. Two of those between who? Braylon? Uh, well, no, he's got Braylon, Royal, and Bo. Well, you, so he can't start two wide receivers there. Bradley's a, a question mark, uh, but I think he is going to go. And then you've got Matt Jones, which, again, that's another question mark. Sammy Morris is just in a three-headed beast right now with uh, Ben Jarvis, Green, Ellis, Falk. And then Deuce McAllister has got huge question marks over his head. Um, I don't know. I'll go I, I think. Jones. I think the news is getting worse on Deuce McAllister while the news gets, a, I guess you could call it a little bit better with with Reggie Bush. I don't know if you can call that better or not. I, you know, you, you sit there and you practice on Thursday, and then and then Friday yeah, you don't you, practice you, you, at all. Right. Yeah, I know. It, that's pretty tough. Uh, you practice on Thursday. You don't practice on Friday. Uh, you know, the NFL and the coaches, and I think they're, they're kind of taking the uh, Belichick yeah. School of thought is like, okay, well, I'm not really going to tell you what's going to happen, but here's what's going to happen. Next thing you know, on Sunday, bam, you're, you know, you're stuck. Um, Matt Jones, I think, would be a safe play. Um, Deuce McAllister, don't know, don't know. And uh, Sammy Morris, I, that's a lot of those are—they're very risky. They're very risky plays, and uh, it's very hard to figure out on that one. Uh, does he have anybody else that could could fill in, Scott? I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I, it's just—you uh, know—we're we're trying to help out the chat room guys as much as we can. Um, you've, you've got some really tough uh, tough decisions to make. You know, you've got Reggie Bush. Like I said, he was a limited participant on Thursday, and then he sat, sits out Friday after after the knee injury. Just doesn't look good. I think you're going to have to you're going to have to go Pierre Thomas uh, unless unless you have both of them, and you can wait right till game time. Kind of like the Portis and Betts thing as it unfolded throughout the week. Um, Burns missed practice Thursday because of this hamstring injury that he got in his sleep. Uh, Coughlin was short when he was discussing his injury, and he, and he just said, you know, time's going to tell whether he plays against the Cardinals. If he plays, he's got a great matchup, but it's just the um, just the question marks that you have. Um, Burris had 35 catches 
uh, or he has 35 catches, and he caught 15 of those the first two games. So, <laughs> I mean, he's just disappeared. You, you, you talk about a guy that skyrocketed the, the draft board because he played on that Thursday night game, and we all pushed him up into the end of the second, early in the third, uh, with, with potential that we could be watching the very best player, uh, wide receiver in the league, and we just kind of knew it was – it was going to come down to earth, but um, he hasn't caught more than three passes in the last five games, uh, grabbing a total of 13 for 137 yards and two touchdowns uh, over that span. So, um, gosh, I don't know. It's just uh, what what a mess he, that is. Quinn, Brady Quinn, he broke his uh, right index finger in the first half of that Monday night win. He is going to try to play Sunday against the Texans, and, I mean, obviously if you're playing against the Texans, it's going to be a nice matchup. Uh, they say that opposing quarterbacks have a uh, over a hundred rating uh, when they play Houston. So you've definitely um, you've definitely got uh, you've got to throw him in there if if, uh, if he's an option. Uh, what else we got in the chat room going here? Uh, RC Techies from the uh, he's he's everywhere this year uh, in the WCFF League Championship. Mike, he needs to start three. Okay, I'm going to give them to you. All right. He's got Andre Johnson. Okay. Uh, Lance Moore, Randy Moss, Kevin Curtis, and Mark Bradley. Which three should he play there? You know what? I'm looking at that, and uh, I saw it on the chat room, which I hope uh, there's a lot of people out there that will enjoy the chat room because it's a lot of fun. Um, You know, it's hard to go against Andre. He needs to start three, correct? Yep. Um. It's hard to go against Andre, and it's Lance Moore has been so explosive. Uh, I I just don't see how he can. Who's that fifth one? Uh, you have Mark Bradley. That's and it. he had Kevin Curtis. All right. Um, you know you got to start Andre, obviously, and uh, you know with Houston. Uh, you know, playing playing the way they're playing, they're looking for things. And Sage Rosenfels is, I mean, he's looking for things. So they're expecting something to happen at Cleveland. And uh, I would expect them to probably be playing from behind. So that tells me Andre Johnson gets, uh, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown for sure. And the bonus plan is right there for you. As far as New Orleans are playing at home against uh, Green Bay, uh Green Bay's been playing pretty tough, but uh, Lance Moore and uh, Drew Brees, they've always been able to hook up. So I would say uh, Andre Johnson, Lance Moore, and uh, can you throw out Randy Moss? I don't think he can, you know, in in that type situation because uh, maybe him and uh, and Castle, they're getting comfortable. That's just the way I look at it, Scott. Yeah, it's hard. Anytime you have those big-time names when they're and they're just not performing well, you you, you go through this agony uh, when you just sit them on your bench. You, you want to do it, but there's something in you that just says, "Man, I I'm trying to win this thing, and I could be giving up a 30-point game." Uh, and and I, and I think we we're all guilty of overanalyzing. And you know, in that situation, nobody's gonna fault you for leaving Moss on the bench the way it's been working out. But if it happens, you know, you're you're just uh, exactly. you're gonna feel really exactly. bad. You, going to feel really bad and almost I'm, I'm always playing that emotional game with this thing and I tell you I'd feel a lot worse leaving Moss on my bench and him scoring 30 uh, than I would 
you know, uh, Mark Bradley going off for 25 uh, against, you know, Buffalo. Now, interesting about that game, I think Terrence McGee is going to be matched up on Dwayne Bowe. Um, so that that should make things a little easier for Bradley, but he's 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 dinged up a little bit. So you're gonna have to watch that injury report. I don't have that uh, in front of me, but uh, I think well, I think you know I've what? with Mike. You can't bench Lance Moore. You can't bench Andre. So you really you're down to one, and then it, uh, it 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 comes down to Moss, Curtis, and Bradley. So well, Scott, the one thing that uh, you're talking about benching studs and uh, benching your all stars. Uh, I did that last week. I benched um, Brandon Jacobs against Baltimore. Two touchdowns right away. And, you know, so you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the only reason I I benched uh, Jacobs was he he was going up against Baltimore. So I'm thinking, well, he's not going to score a touchdown. He won't get nothing done. But, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, so, you know, it's it's a dice game, and uh, it takes a little bit of – a little bit of, you know, just studying it, but don't overanalyze it. Just go yep, and jump in and and go go with Scott and Mike, and we can't steer you wrong. Yeah, it's too important of a week to overanalyze. And like I said, the emotional part of this game can't be overlooked. You're gonna feel, I can't stand it when you when you uh, when you leave those points on the bench, and then you just it takes you a couple weeks to let it go. Uh, uh, Mike, we always, <laughs> we always want to look at the targets for the week. Uh, last week. Bolden, Braylon, Bo, and Hushmanzada all led the league with 16 targets. That's some big time. Uh, it's a big time week to the wide receiver last week. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Ben Watson uh, had 14. Marvin Harrison and Avery Johnson uh, both on my bench, or Donnie Avery. I'm sorry, Marvin Harrison and Donnie Avery both on my bench in the World Championship of Fantasy Football. They had 13 targets, and I started Antonio Bryant, who had a touchdown called back. <laughs> And then uh, Kevin Carter and Heinz Ward, both with 12. Um, you know, they've uh, that was just a week of the wide receiver. Okay, we've got another uh, question in the chat room here. Let's see if I, I don't want to miss it. Um, we've got, uh, let's see, McNabb or Favre. McNabb or Favre. Favre's playing the Titans, and the Ravens are, are taking on the Eagles. Uh, wow, that's some tough matchups. That's from show. Uh, 99ers in uh, FFPC. I don't know if that's his quarterback there, but I'm going to go for well, the fact uh, the, the fact that McNabb does not know that there's a tie in the NFL means that uh, they could play forever. But no, in all in all seriousness, uh, that's going to be very tough against Baltimore. That Baltimore defense. I mean, they are living for this. They're living to go play against Pittsburgh eventually, and, uh, you know, that's going to be very tough. What, what was that? Yeah. Was that? It, was far against, it was far against the Titans. Ooh, boy. Yeah, that, that's I'll just pass. a real tough matchup. <laughs> yes, McNabb, has, McNabb has thrown five picks in the last three games after just throwing three in the first seven. Uh, he's never been particularly accurate. Um, he's completed 60-plus percent of his attempts in just two of the last six games. Uh, in the past five games, the Ravens have allowed six passing touchdowns <laughs> while intercepting eight passes, and they they run a complicated blitz scheme. I don't I don't think McNabb will be will be ready for that. So rather than breaking down the the Favre matchup, I think you just play Favre by default. Um, what else we got again, here in the chat room? Go ahead. But, but then again, uh, what, what did uh, 
what did Baltimore give up uh, last week? That's a good question. I'll I mean, Baltimore, they were giving up the run, the pass, everything. Yeah, Baltimore so, gave up uh, a nice game to uh, Eli. Eli, 153, uh, one touchdown and a pick. Uh, and then the Giants just rolled all over the best defense in the league. Uh, Bradshaw, nine carries, 96 yards. Jacobs, 11 carries, 73 yards. It went on and on and on. Uh, what a what a game for the G men. They just keep rolling. Yeah. Uh, man, we've got we've got a lot of stats to break down, but I tell you what, um, you know, I just want to get to our, our our callers and our special guest. Um, I, we, we said we had uh, an unbelievable guest on the show this week with a track record in a contest uh, that you and I have both struggled to find our groove in, Mike. Now, I'm yep. not bragging here, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Listen to this list of accomplishments. Last week, our guest guaranteed his fourth NFFC championship appearance in five years. That's the National Fantasy Football Championship. Uh, 2004, he was 13th overall. 2006, 14th overall. 2007, 19th overall. And who knows where he's going to be in 2008. Currently, he's the lifetime standings overall points leader in the NFFC. And we're happy to have him on Red vs. Blue. Billy Wasowski. Billy, how are you? Good. How are you doing tonight? What's up, Billy? Hey, I'll tell you what. I remember uh, meeting you in uh, Chicago for the NFFC, first time. Two, year, and, uh, two, year, two years probably, ago. Yeah, heck yeah. And, uh, man, it's awesome to see what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it being on. I uh, enjoyed your show last week. Well, we, we appreciate having you. Billy, I posted this on the board for all to see, but for those who didn't see it, you're in four championship games riding for a total purse. Uh, this is $12,500 coming up uh, this week if he wins all four. Now, even if you lose all four, you're still going to win $3,650, so that's not a bad deal. Not too bad. Uh, big, swing in, <laughs> big swing there, though, of course, so it'll be a little stressful. And, you know, hopefully maybe I can just split the difference in about seven or 8000 It'll be nice. Man, that'll be a hey, nice Christmas. Hey, Billy, go for the big one, man. Get it done. <laughs> that's what I'd like to do. Myself. I'm playing a pretty strong team, though. We're, we're pretty evenly matched. He's got a lot of nice matchups and uh, – you know, you put your best players out there that you can, and you see what happens. Yeah. Right, well, by the way, games. Billy, who, who do you have starting this week? Uh, in the Wyckoff Maine, I have uh, Kurt Warner, um, Thomas Jones. My my running back, too, has been a, a thorn to my side all year, but I'm going to be starting Peyton Hillis this week. Uh, receivers, sure. I have Jericho Cotri, uh Roddy White, Dwayne Bowe, Brandon Marshall. And wow. tight end is Tony Gonzalez. And kicker, I'm a little iffy on. I'm still uh, waffling on that one a little bit. And my defense is Chicago. <laughs> wow, Scott. What do you think about that, Scott? <laughs> Wait a minute. What trade, Billy? <laughs> you you were going you were going kind of fast there. You hit on Warner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your running backs are Thomas Jones and Peyton Hillis. Correct. Okay. Then you had you said Cottery, Roddy yeah. White, Bo, yeah. and Marshall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you went. Did you go four wide receivers right out of the gate? Um, I went Marshall and Fitz. I picked from the twelve, and I took Fitzgerald and Marshall, and then okay. the three four three four turn. I took Thomas Jones and Cotri, and the five six I took Roddy White and Gonzalez. So, uh, I'm beyond all in all honesty, it's probably one of the first drafts I've ever had where I've pretty much nailed my first six. Cause okay, so you, you, know, don't, you don't you don't you don't have Dwayne Bowe. 
Oh, no. Did I say – oh, no, I don't have Bo. I'm sorry. I have okay, Dwight okay. White Cottery, Fitzgerald, and Marshall. Those four. Okay. All right, gotcha. Yeah, because I was I was having a hard time fitting that in myself. <laughs> Man. Yeah. No, no, I don't. So you, you're going out of the 12 spot, and uh, you basically kind of drafted really conservative, the way it sounds, Billy, and uh, you just made it happen, and uh, you put a lot together. And how much have you gotten out of the waiver wire? Um, nothing. Uh, Peyton Hill. <laughs> really? Uh, I drafted Warner. You know, Gonzalez, obviously, I drafted. I drafted Chicago's defense. I really didn't get much off the waiver wire at all. I really haven't had the need for it. Um, luckily, I've avoided some injuries this year, especially with those the main guys. Uh, Thomas Jones has been great. You know, he was yeah. a little slow out of the gate, but he's been fantastic lately. A little worried about this weekend, but I can't sit him. <laughs> and, uh, right. Yeah, things have worked out. Things, you know, well, with that lineup, you're sitting there always waiting for a uh, RB2 maybe to come out of nowhere. Exactly. And we really haven't never, been – yeah, right. You know, we, we never got the Ernest Grahams and Ryan Grants to come out of the, the woodwork, and no. that doesn't happen very often anyway. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – man, and you took Marshall in the with the 13th pick there, uh, and he was missing a week, so that was, that was kind of ballsy. Yeah. And it, it was, uh, and I, there were a few snickers at the draft table when I did that. Um, I that was really wall Reggie Wayne, uh, and I, you know, I kind of, you know, Reggie Wayne probably right up there with him, but I passed on Wayne. Um, so yeah, it was it was a risk, but you know, I, I know what Brandon Marshall's capable of. Again, he's another one this weekend. I'm a little concerned about uh, just because uh, Osmago might be locked up on him, and my opponent actually has Eddie Royal. So <laughs> oh no, oh wow, but oh, wow. yeah. So we'll see that's what happens. how it happens this late in the game. You're gonna yeah, you're gonna be matched up against a good team no matter what. So absolutely, Billy. I tell you what, we've struggled. Uh, Mike and I, we struggled in the 14 team format in the NFFC, and we didn't want to give up this year. We really wanted to, to stay stick around for NBC. We had prior commitments, but we really wanted to try the 12 teamer because that's what we're used to playing. But the 14 team NFFC event has has really been a thorn in our side, and and you've been really successful there. So. Hey, I've got you on the show. What would you say the main difference is when drafting in those 14 teamers? There's got to be some form of advice or, or something you can give Mike and I. We have yet to make the playoffs in that format. Um, honestly, it's it's a lot of – I mean, just by nature, the 14 teamer is going to be harder, obviously, because you have two more teams. The talent gets spread a little thin, et cetera. Um, but when you're talking, you know, at the end of the sixth round in a 14-teamer, that's, you know, there's 84 picks completed. And after the seventh round in the 12 teamer, it's 84 picks. So basically, and you know, generally we're starting 10, 10 positions, counting the flex, and you know, we're not counting kicker and defense really. So you got to fill out eight. And it basically, I, I've always said this about a 12 teamer. When you have a 12 teamer, you can put a good team together if you nail your first eight picks. You can put a great team where you can have a great person in each position, etc. In a 14 team league, you're going to have a hole somewhere. I think it's mm-hmm. inevitable. You're going to have a hole, and it depends where yeah. you want that hole. And um, I've been very fortunate that all the years I've been successful there, I've drafted my quarterback late every year. Okay. I mean, I took Warner this year in the seventh. I took um, the year I was in with you guys. I actually had Vic and Bledsoe, and for the first, I believe it was five weeks when they were both playing, I played the wrong quarterback every week. <laughs> that is a memory, man. So, Holy cow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so you pretty much solidified uh, the running back wide receiver position and uh, just yeah. waited on the quarterback until round six, seven, eight. 
Exactly. Um, uh, tight end, it kind of – I mean, every draft, you kind of have to just go with the flow, and you guys know that. Um, yeah. you, you can come in with a game plan, and it's, it's good to have a plan, but I've never been in the draft where the plan has gone exactly like I thought. Never. Um, year, <laughs> it don't the happen. Year in, the year I was in with you guys is a perfect example. I took my first-round pick, I took Rudy, Rudy Johnson. My second-round pick, I took Brian Westbrook. Third round came around. I don't know if you guys remember that draft, but there were a ton of receivers flying off the board. Was that and, the year we took Peyton in the first? <laughs> um, we took sure. Andre. No, I'm just thinking. Was that the year when we were with Billy? Was that the year we put we took Peyton in the first, or this year we took Kiki over Stephen Jackson? I'm not sure who you guys had that year. I, <laughs> I think I, just, I know you had Tiki Barber. Okay. We took, yeah, yeah we took four running backs. <laughs> I think you guys took four running backs with your first six or something. Yeah. Yeah. Tiki Portis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, but basically, I had my two running backs. You know, I'm looking for a receiver. Well, we get to the third round. There's no receivers on the board. I liked Frank Bohr, so I said, "All right, I'll take a running back." I mean, the problem that I that I, you kind of pen yourself in there is you've taken three running backs, and you know you. If you want to take a fourth and a, and a bargain comes out later, you really can't do that because, I mean, you can, but you're you're looking at a guy who's sitting on your bench. You know, you can't yeah. play yeah. him in five weeks. You're exactly and, right, uh, Billy. And there's there's a lot of people out there uh, that I hope you're, uh, hope you're listening to what he's saying because there's a lot of substance in uh, what Billy's saying because it makes sense. It makes sense. And uh, just got to, uh, you know, it. You have a plan in place when you go when you go into a draft, and then when you come out of it, it's totally different. Yep, you got to adjust on the fly. That's pretty much what it what it is. So, well, Billy, um, I was gonna I was gonna ask you what's the more important position to get. I think you answered my question. I was gonna ask you in NFFC, is it a top five guy at tight end or quarterback that makes a bigger difference? Um, I think you have to have a quarterback in the NFFC. Whether you get him in the first round or you get him in the eighth round, you have to have a quarterback to win, especially with the six points per touchdown over there. Um, yeah. With this, that, those two extra points per touchdown, it does make a bit of a difference. And I, I mean, I believe you have to have a quarterback to win. Um, I've seen teams do it without him. I'm not saying you can't. I just my personal philosophy is you have to have a quarterback to win there, or it's, it, you're going to have a difficult time competing with everybody. When everybody's putting up, you know, 15 to 20 a week, and you're putting up 10 to 15, it, it's going to make a difference. Uh, tight end is a position you either go for one of the big guys as usual, or you back off and you take one later and you take a stab at somebody. Pretty much, that's the way I've always done it. You're listening to Billy Wasoski, uh, the number one player in the world in the National Fantasy Football Players Championship. Uh, Bill, you want to stick around and help a few guys out with uh, Who Do I Starts? Sure, absolutely. I'd love to. Okay, we've got a caller from 816. Uh, 816, you're on. Hey, it's Tony Sinclair from Fantasy Football Facts. How are you guys doing? Awesome. What you got? Oh, what I got is what I'm, what I'm looking at. Uh, I want to know, and Bill, you know, I play the only uh, league I'm doing real bad in this year is the $1,300 NFSC league because I took a quarterback in the first round, and you guys all know who that is. But my question uh, is, what do you think in leagues that we should have total points or head-to-head? It's a big debate in one of the leagues that I'm in. Bill, you want to you handle that one? Um, total, you know, I've always been a, a person who, and, and I'm saying this, I'm 11-0 right now in the NFFC. 
Uh, if you look at my points against, it's absolutely pathetic. <laughs> uh, I'm playing teams every week, and they're scoring 70 to 80 points, and I'm scoring, you know, whatever, 130. And it looks really bad because people are like, oh, you know. And it always, to me, comes down to points. Um, points will prevail. Points will show who the best team is in the league over the long haul. Uh, yeah. You head know, head to head is important. Don't get me wrong. It is important. You need it because if you don't have head to head, you're going to lose a lot of people real quick. And most, let's face it, most people that get the, the new people that are coming into the high stakes arena, that's what they're used to. The winners of their leagues play head to head. I've played in total points leagues with no head to head at all, and they're very, they just don't have the same pizzazz as the other leagues. So, um, they're both important, but as far as determining who the better teams are, and that's one reason I really like the NFFC is because if you win the head-to-head and you win the total points, then you win the whole prize for your league. If you don't win both, then there's a playoff for three weeks, and that determines the team. So, But I, I think total points is more important, personally. Uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the things, uh, Bill. I, I think I play against you in a DC league, and I, first time I ever played that, and I love it absolutely. Yeah, DCs are great, aren't they? You don't have to do anything. <laughs> great show, guys. Well, thanks a lot for calling. Thanks a lot. I tell you, he brought up a he brought up an interesting question, and 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 we like to play those uh, leagues that have that combination of of total points and head to head. I think it's really important to recognize both uh, because if you don't. Uh, first of all, head-to-head, if you don't have head-to-head, it's just a boring league. I've been in those total points satellites, and, man, you could be sitting up there in the top four or the bottom four, and either way, it's really boring. So, yeah. now, granted, with, with this much money in line, it's nice to get and engage who the best is. Uh, but, you know what, head-to-head is a big part of the fun factor in fantasy football, and that's why we all got in this thing. We, want, we like to gamble, but we also like to have fun. And, and there's that little element of being able to root against guys that's just as big of a appeal as rooting for guys that are on your team. And if you don't have that, I mean, well, to be honest with you, I'm always rooting against everybody except for my guys, so it doesn't really matter. But it's nice to have an enemy list, somebody that you're just really rooting against. And without head-to-head, I don't think you have that. And, well, uh, I'll tell you what, Scott, right now, we, we've got an enemy list right now. I mean, we've got uh, in the AFFC, we've got three four teams that, honestly, we don't want to win. And we've got one particular team we want to win. So, yeah, we're uh, rooting for him. I love, we're rooting for him big time. <laughs> Team Wilt. Well, we're, we're rooting for Mike Welp big time. If you're out there, Mike Welp, we're rooting for you, buddy. But, uh, right. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of it. And that and that means a lot to the uh, fantasy football uh, community and uh, to make it just keep on – keep being strong is, is root for one or another or root against. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, Scott. Well, I'll tell you what, I think uh, we also got another question in the chat room here. Deshaun Jackson or Vincent Jackson? And that comes from Shodan in the in the chat room. And both of those have vicious matchups, Philly against Baltimore, Deshaun against – or Vincent against the Colts. Bill, you want to tackle that one? Oh, boy. That is uh, – yeah. Um, I mean, Deshaun Jackson really hasn't done much the last, you know, four or five weeks. So, yeah. uh, Vincent Jackson alone just – the one thing I do like about Vincent Jackson, he is, you know, he's he's big, uh, he's decent red zone target. I mean, I know they like to go to Gates down there too, but uh, right. I'd probably lean towards Vincent Jackson, but it's not a it's not a slam dunk, that's for sure. Yeah, good comments from the boys in the chat room. He says there's no Bob Sanders. Uh, they're going to need to commit to stopping LT and Gates, and they're, they're going to be playing from behind. The thing I think about, since I live here in Indy, um, the Colts secondary, obviously Bob Sanders is, is a question, but they're both of their – 
Um, Tim Jennings and Kelvin Hayden, they're both hurting uh, with hamstring. Uh, backups are Nick Grams and Dante Hughes. They're both five foot ten. Okay, so when the Chargers get close, it's not going to be a surprise to see the law pass uh, in the direction of Floyd. You've got Vincent Jackson, who's six foot five. Um, I think that's a uh, show, if I, if I can help you at all, I think that's Vincent Jackson. Uh, but to get back to the other point that uh, we have with leagues, that, um, you know, total points and head-to-head, uh, I think the Fantasy Football Players Championship um, kind of tackled that this year when they uh, came up with their contest. And we've got Alex Kaganowski back uh, with us this week, the, uh, the guru. Uh, it's time for our weekly player prop. Alex, how are you? Hey, how are you guys? What's going on, Alex? Hey, Mike. Hey, hey for some good ones, buddy. Yeah, he's hot. He's on fire. Another 3-0 and week for the guru. Uh, puts him at 11-4. and Now, Alex, before we get to the props, the SFPC playoffs start this week. Uh, what's going on over there? Uh, well, we had um, four teams in every league qualify for the playoffs, and uh, it's a two-week playoffs where the one seed plays the four seed, the two plays the three and the winners play each other the following week for the championship. So um, yesterday, I guess, was the game one, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, looking at the standings, actually, it, it was interesting to note that uh, our top 44 teams, 44 out of 180 teams, uh, all made uh, their respective league, league uh, championship uh, playoffs. Well, one of the four seeds. Uh, so that was, that was pretty uh it, it looked like the system worked really well where, you, you know, you don't have any teams uh, being left out uh, out of the top, uh, well, in this case, 44. Right, and how leagues do we fill in FFPC this week, this year? Uh, 15. 15, so that means if you, the top 44, yeah, so you've got uh, good representation if the top 44 uh, are all making the, the league championship weeks, so. Yeah, well, the reason why I bring it up is because all the time, there's always uh, – in these uh, big contests, there's always controversy about, you know, well, I finished, you know, in the top 20, and I, or, I, you know, I finished uh, uh, in, in, the other, in the other leagues. I mean, there's more teams, but they could say I, I finished in the top 15 or top 20% or, or you know, I, I was, you know, my team was so strong, but I, I didn't nearly even make the uh, championship game. But in the FFPC, uh, with the four teams making the playoffs, uh, it pretty much allowed all the uh, – uh, the teams that the, the deserving teams, let's put it this way, to move on and to at least have a chance at, at the league championship and some more money. Well, we're having a blast there, Alex. And uh, I was fortunate enough to make the uh, league championship uh, against one of my good friends, uh, Ollie, aka Radballs, aka Army of Darkness. He's uh, he's had a good week. We both had, uh, I think, high score last week, and um, it's been a, it's been a tough league. RC Techies in my league, fierce. Uh, just really fell apart those last two weeks, man. I was sorry to see that he uh, he didn't make our league championship uh, four-pack there because uh, he had a great team, and he went with the tight end strategy. I saw a lot of guys try that where they went real heavy at tight end because of the 1.5 PPR. I mean, he, he took Gates and Winslow and, and Gonzo, I think. I, I mean, it was just a, it was a real strong uh, force at, at tight end. thought that well, might work. Don't don't be too modest, Scott. I, I mean, the, the last two weeks, what did you score, about 180 a week to uh... – to take uh, take down uh, the second seed in the playoffs. Yeah, we 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 caught fire at the right time, man. We uh, we also left Keller on a 
Keller on our bench, so we could have popped over 200 if we would have done it right, but uh, oh, we're, we're not I complaining. Oh, so bad for you. Oh, you left <laughs> Keller on the bench? Whoa. Oh, and you only scored 180 instead of 200, and you still made yeah. the championship. Oh, I feel so yeah. bad. I'll tell you no, what, I'm Alex. Not, we got, I'm not complaining. <laughs> we, got a, we, we got a pretty good chance. Uh, uh, first off, uh, we had one team that didn't need to get points last night. They didn't. So uh, we... we there's a lot of work to be done, but uh, we're not giving it up. So we'll see what happens. Hey, the, the yeah. other thing, the the other thing is, uh, is Billy still on there? Billy, yeah, Billy, out. Yeah, hey. how you doing, man? Hey, how you doing, Billy? Well, uh, you know, you're uh, one of the long list of uh, uh, one of the most accomplished fantasy players that are on this show. So, and uh, I'd like to formally invite you next year to join the FFPC and hopefully you could take down some of these uh, league championships and this way you could have some extra loot. How about that? I was doing the Wyckoff uh, auction this year, which was a total disaster for me that night. And uh, I'm actually in one of your uh, DCs, your yes, satellite. Yes, I do. I know that. Yeah. 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 How are you doing there? So, hey, Scott. Uh, How about that on red versus blue? There. How about that on red versus blue, getting two of the best together and a formal challenge. I love that. That's great. <laughs> well, it's not a challenge. It's an invitation. I, I, you know, I, I, Billy, I mean, I've been playing the NFFC. I, I've known Billy, maybe not personally, but I obviously I've known uh, of his uh, of his play for, what, five years now? Sure. Yeah. And, and I know he jumped over to whack off the last couple of years. Or was it, is it one year or two years? Is this your first or second uh, this year? Is my, this, is my first, this is my first year. First year. Let's bring him and, back. Let's bring, let's bring him back and let's do it. Yeah, and uh, hopefully next year. So I'll, I'll be rooting for you. Let's. I'll be rooting for your, uh, for you to take down the LCG. This way, uh, this way you could come on over to the FFPC. <laughs> I, I, if I don't take it down, I don't know if I'll go back to Wyckoff. I, I'm not crazy about the uh, the payoff for the LCG, but yeah, you take what you get, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always, it's always the ultimate prize we're after. So. Well, Alex, you had a, you had another big week, three and zero. You hit on the uh, let's see, let's review those picks for everybody. Jacobs under eighty four and a half. I don't know how you hit that one. Uh, Jennings over four receptions and a Westbrook no score for plus two hundred. Three and zero on the week. And the bookie has he turned you off yet? Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> I was eleven and four on the on the uh, week, um, and I I believe that's my fifth. Uh, consecutive winning week in a row and substantially winning uh around 60 to 70 percent winning percentage so i don't know he's still keeping me around i guess he still thinks i'm just uh either hot or, or lucky <laughs> and, uh, and i'm gonna prove him wrong on both counts all right well let's uh let's let's get to the uh let's get to the picks for this week and and by the way i i would i would like to announce that i no longer wish to be known as the guru i would like to be known as the prop nostigator the prop nostigator <laughs> <laughs> How about Okay, Alex, whatever you want, buddy. If you keep if you keep plugging these winners, it, you be called whatever you want to be called. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, you, the prop you, you keep you keep keep making us this uh Christmas cash that we need. So, what you got now? <laughs> All right. So, I got uh my first play is our friend uh Slayton on uh what's his first name? The running back Slayton. Steve Steve Slayton, oh my God! Steve Slayton on Houston. Uh, the over under on his rushing attempts is sixteen and a half. I'm going to take the under. Under sixteen and a half uh, rushing attempts uh, minus fifteen cents. Uh, I believe he's only 
gone over 70 or gone over 60 once the entire year. Uh, I know he's complained about uh, having a bruised chest this week. And uh, Green, uh, Amar Green, that is, has been getting some uh, more playing time and uh, taken away from Slayton. So I'm going to roll with under 60.5 rushes. I think that's a good play there. Yeah, I think his carries should remain about the same. His yardage might be a little down. Uh, you know, we're just we're just trying to figure out what kind of Browns team is 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 going to be showing up. I don't know who has something to play for, but they do have a big uh, big uh, defensive line there. So uh, we'll see you if, know, what his chances but, are. But before making that call, uh, you know, I, I appreciate it, Alex. But uh, before making that call, uh, Steve Slayton, he's been noted to run for a 71-yard carry against Indy, and then earlier in the year, uh, a 65-yard 65 65-yard 65 carry, just bam, just right yeah. away. Well, the the beauty right. of this play here is under 16.5 rushes is uh, I really don't care if he goes off for 30 yards or for uh, 200 yards. I'm just uh, concerned about the rushing attempt. So, right. and um, There you go. Yep. There you go. I there like it. My second play is... Uh, is um, my second play is Maurice Jones-Drew. Uh, the the bet is the will, he, or will he not score a touchdown in the first half? And uh, I will say that he will not score a touchdown in the first half. I have to lay 30 cents on this play. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I always like uh, these particular plays when they they tell you whether they or they ask you to decide whether a player will or will not score a touchdown in the first half. I mean, it's bad enough, you know, it's hard enough to score a touchdown in the entire game. But when uh, when it's a choice of scoring in the first half or, you know, uh, the <laughs> second half, usually it's the first half. But uh, I'm always going to take the under there. Um, so Maurice Jones-Drew uh, playing Minnesota. I think they only allowed eight touchdowns on the ground the entire year. Right. I'm going to lay the 30 cents, and I'm going to take Maurice Jones-Drew there. To not score. Yep, and I, I I looked at that stat right there, and eight eight stands all year, and you're only gonna you don't have to play uh, for one half. I like that, so I, I'd lay the thirty as well. Okay, and pick number three. Uh, pick number three. I'm gonna roll with uh, your friend Scott, uh, uh, the tight end from Baltimore, Todd Heap. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to salt to pour salt on uh, on the old wounds there. Um, I saw him in the whirlpool last. Just a couple of minutes ago, he's he's hurt. But go ahead. Well, I hope you're wrong because uh, I'm going to take over three receptions. Uh, Todd Heap, the over under is three receptions. I'm going to say he's going to catch over three receptions and uh, lay 15 cents on that bet. Uh, they're playing Philly, and Philly's one of the worst team uh, teams defending the pass. Uh, I'm sorry, defending the tight ends. I believe yeah, they allowed I'm over five catches a game. Um, and Todd Heap has been getting a little bit more involved, it looks like, and I did read that supposedly he is getting more healthy. Um, so I'm going to take over three. And just any time I see uh, an over-under on receptions at three, uh, that means I lose with two. Um, so with three, I push, and I need four to win. So I feel my downside here, my risk is, uh, is really low uh, with uh, needing three receptions to tie. Alex, I'm going to have uh, one more thing before I uh, leave it off to Scott. Uh, we really appreciate you every week. Uh, I think everybody is just enjoying it. Uh, our listeners are, you know, it's increasing. And uh, 
just your insight on every kind of prop that you give us. Uh, we just absolutely love and just keep doing what you're doing because we're following it, and uh, I know you're following it, but uh, it's a lot of fun, and it, it makes this show a lot of fun, and it makes the uh, the people that are listening uh, have a lot of fun with you. So appreciate it, Alex. Well, thanks, but you know I'm trying to win back all the money I'm going to lose in fantasy football uh, this year, so uh, so I got to hit these props. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you hit them, man. We're going to do it. <laughs> Alex, thanks a lot for uh, the fantasy football players championship this year. We hope uh, we keep rolling, and and uh, the prognosticator is giving us three picks. Thanks a lot, Alex. All right, take care. And we still have Billy Wasoski with us, uh, hanging in there for the for the show. Uh, Billy, you want to help a couple guys in the chat room out real quick? Sure. Hey, let's stick around. All right. So we've got uh, the boys with Derek Ward or Bradshaw, if they sit Jacobs. And Jacobs oh, wow. is probable to play, but I think he will be limited. So Jacobs is one of those guys that man, you almost have to start him, but it, it, he's going to be limited in that game. What, what do you think, Billy? Uh, well, I mean, if it's a choice between Derek Ward and Bradshaw, I think it's a no-brainer that you have to start Ward. I mean, he's obviously the guy. If, if Bradshaw is out, or excuse me, if uh, Jacobs is out, Ward will probably get 80% of the carries. And uh, even so, even if he's not, Derek Ward's been he's pretty, been a pretty uh, valuable asset the last few weeks. Even when Jacobs has played, he catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Uh, he gets a lot of time running the ball, so definitely Derek Ward out of those two. I agree with everything you said there with uh, Derek Ward. I think the people that hung on to him are, are getting rewarded nicely. So, <clears throat> All right, well, that's the only other question I see in the chat room. Everybody else is just kind of enjoying the show. And, Billy, it was nice to have you on, man. We're uh, we're rooting for you. It's uh, 12 grand at stake this week. And, uh, man, these are the weekends that uh, hopefully the, the kids give you a break and you can just sit back and relax and enjoy the games, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, hey, well, Billy, good joining. luck, man. You know, yeah, we we really appreciate you joining us and, uh, you know, knock them dead this next couple of weeks. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Okay. That was Billy Wasofsky, uh the number one player at the National Fantasy Football Championship. We were happy to have him on Red vs. Blue, Mike. Love getting those guests on, man. I tell you, they just they, – to, to get those guys on here and pick their brain, man, I, I hope we can uh, learn something from some of those guys because uh, they – they win every year. They're they're there every single year. It's like the World Series of Poker. Those guys are continually there every single year. And and uh, when you talk about the luck skill question in fantasy football, there's definitely uh, it leans towards more skill than luck. Well, there's a reason, Scott, that they're that good. And uh, you know, it's like I've told you before. There's a there's a reason that you're that good. Uh, when you do the work, when you do the homework. I mean, it's not going to take away from your family, whatever. It's it's a diversion, and that's why we're doing this show. Uh, it's a diversion, and have fun with it. You know, have fun with it, and uh, the more you practice it, the better you get. It's just like in anything else, whether it's golf or softball or baseball or whatever it may be. The more you practice, the better you get. So, and we're, we keep on practicing, and we're going to get – we're going to get good, Scott. Well, thanks again, everybody, for showing up. Uh, we're out of time. Listen, we appreciate all of our listeners. I'm hoping the best for all of our listeners this week as they advance in the FFPC and the World Championship of Fantasy Football. It's a real important week in both those. Uh, please do us a favor. Rate the show if you have a chance. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. And uh, I tell you what, we are going to stay on uh, the archive. So if you want to come back and listen to the rest of the show on the archive, 
Uh, feel free to come back. We're going to do our five-pack. We're going to talk a little bit of Louisville and Kentucky. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have Dr. Dish on the air for that. And uh, we appreciate everybody showing up. Uh, Mike, thank you for always uh, being here and being part of the show. Wouldn't be the wouldn't be red versus blue without the blue. Well, thank you, Scott. We're, we're having fun with it, man. Let's keep it going. And uh, we're out of here until next week, guys. Uh, good luck in your leagues. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com, the audible Cecil Lamming, Paul Greco of Mel Nick and Greco Fantasy Sports, and the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. What bad was it? No, and we, uh, we, we're we going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. This is Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, and thanks for joining us, guys. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, we got Dr. Dish in the house. It wouldn't be red versus blue if we didn't take a few minutes to break down the Kentucky and Louisville games this week. Dr. Dish? Hey, Lay it to me, doctor. Hey, hey no. Pretty no good. I I'm kind of pissed at there. you now, Neil. Huh? I'm kind of pissed at you. Why's that? Because I'm tired of you beating everybody and I didn't the think Louisville I won a game. I didn't keep my favor, but I didn't <laughs> think I won a game. I got how you I doing? feel like I've been snake bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike, Mike. Yes, sir. The yes. Virginia military. Oh, you're talking about. Oh, no, no, no. no you're talking about the spontaneous combustion. BMI beats Kentucky 111 to 103 opening night in Rupp Arena. Rupp Arena. <laughs> Adolph Rupp is rolling over in his <laughs> He's rolling. He's rolling it. As a matter of fact, I wondered why I didn't sleep so well last night. Something came out my rear start, end. It's like Adolph Rupp saying, wait a second there. What's them boys doing? Oh, I don't <laughs> know bad. what God you pray to because we didn't get to mention that on last Friday's show. And, uh, man, uh, we're a week I did pretty late, good but, uh, by shutting it up. You know, and then when, when you get it handed to you, you get it handed to you, seventy-seven fifty-eight by the uh, the Tar Heels. Uh, we didn't think without that was going to Yeah, without Hansborough. Without Hansborough. Ginyard either. It's going to be a tough year, and but you know what? And I was talking to Rachel today Things when we were eating lunch. I was like, you know, when the when the fantasy season ends, we got to keep this show going because it's going to be red versus blue. Yes, it is. And I'm going to have a very tough time with Scott <laughs> and Neil. And I, tell you, I tell you what, though, Mike, you've got a lot of the Red work. Army. You've got some good-looking guys on that team. I mean, Championship. They've got some They balance. suck. No, just ain't got a team. They're terrible. They're terrible. I love Billy. I, I mean, Billy. You I love Tubby. You have 25-plus turnovers in a game. You know, they ain't, no matter what you do, you can't have that many turnovers in a game and beat anybody. Yeah, that's what no, you can't. No, you no. can't. Turnovers creates... Bad news. It's bad news. But, well, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. We'll, we'll be ready. We'll be ready for you guys 
<laughs> it probably Louisville. will. That's probably true. It's always a good game. It's always a good game. Yep. We played y'all down there this year. No, it's in Louisville. It's in Louisville. Oh well. Yep. Yeah, but we got some. We got some real rookies in the center position. But we got some veterans too, though. Well, we've got yeah, a nice. We've got a nice recruiting class coming in. Mike Mara, the best high school shooter that Rick Pitino's ever seen. He said he's better than Chris Mullen. Mm-hmm. Better than Chris Mullen. That's a quote by Pitino. He hit 47% of his three balls last year. He's a 5'11 guard. He's uh, and he's a, he's a pure shooter. We also recruited Peyton Siva from Seattle. He's the number 28 recruit in all of high school. And we also got the, we landed the number 74 player uh, in high school from Miami. Uh, Rakeem Buckles, uh, power forward. So, you know, we've got the number seven recruiting class. Indiana had a great recruiting class, too. Uh, it should be good for uh, – and Kentucky, you know, they Memphis. had a couple of – What about they Memphis? A, they had a good class. Hey, Scott, what about Memphis' re- recruiting class? They are unbelievable. Every, every year it seems like they get the top one, don't they? They have been. Yeah, I mean, they are un- – I mean, they're getting it's the guys that are one and done, you know. They're getting those players that are one and done. Yep, and, you know, that's what's hard, and I would like to cover that. And I think we're real, uh, uh, Scott and Neil, when we uh, get past the fantasy football, I would love to cover a whole show on how to recruit because it's got to be very difficult because you love that five-star athlete that's going to come with you for one year. One year and done, I mean, there's no cohesiveness whatsoever. So then you got to find the coach or whoever. Yeah, that wants to get the player that's going to be be there for two, three, four years, and it's tough. It's 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 a very tough business. But uh, Roy Williams, and it is a business. I hate to say that in college basketball, but it is a business. Roy Williams, uh, Coach K, they have a way to do it. So. Well, we've uh, we, we've got uh, uh, Kentucky has a bye week in college football this week, and Louisville's a seven point underdog at home against West Virginia. Uh, Doctor Dish, can the Cards hang with West Virginia? I don't know. Uh, I'd like to say yeah, they can. not Well, they can, but uh, you know the way they've they, they've been self destructing these past three weeks against teams I didn't think they would. And uh, I mean, I'm still impressed with their defense. I'm still impressed with the. Uh, uh, the running, young running backs, but uh, turnovers, just uh, bad turnovers by several, you know, turnovers and a lack of uh, our defensive backs aren't doing that good either. So I don't know. I'm I'm holding out hope that we can because we need one more win to become bowl eligible. Uh, if, Would you be happy about it? Oh, yes. I, yeah. I, I had a chance to go to that game tomorrow, uh, but it's my birthday. That's right. Tomorrow's your birthday. birthday. Yeah, birthday. Well, hell yeah. Happy birthday, Neil. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes in, man. Congratulations. Well, hell yeah. Happy birthday. And I get, a foot, uh, I get a UofL football game and a basketball game the same day, five hours apart. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm coming <laughs> down, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely get to watch those together. Good. Um, That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Louisville also follows up next week. They follow up with Rutgers at Rutgers, yeah. and uh, those teams are just a little bit different uh, from the year uh, where the Big East was dominant. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. Hopefully we can get back to that. Yep. Um, you know, it's time for our already legendary contest uh, where someone's going to rightfully, rightfully claim uh, 
Uh, and I, I tell you what, the switchboard is down right now. Uh, but uh, we're gonna find That's out who's gonna call. They are the well, they are the smartest man alive. So. Smartest man alive. <laughs> uh, Neil, Neil, and Rachel uh, are down right now. Mike, Mike's one game up on Neil and Rachel. Uh, I'm one game back from them, so I'm only two games back. Mike and Rachel, or Mike's up there in first place. I uh, finally took the lead with a with a with uh, one game better with, with than what? Uh, <laughs> one, one game better than Neil and Rachel last week. But I tell you what, we don't stray away from the tough games. We bring the crowd the tough games. We we talk about it here. Uh, we traditionally we always oh, I lost little, on that Pittsburgh game on that touchdown. They didn't count. There you go. <laughs> That's counted. <laughs> they didn't count the touchdown. Well, traditionally we always pick the Louisville and Kentucky games against the spread, but this year, guys, what's the point? I mean, we both suck. Can we agree? So, yep. let's, let's go NFL. Great games on the schedule this week. Game one, G Men minus three at Arizona. Mike, what you got? I uh, I've got uh, Arizona. And Rachel's got uh, the Giants. All right. Neil? I'm going to go to the Giants. I, I, I love Arizona, and I love Arizona at home to beat the Giants, but I just, I just, I've been picking against them every week. It's been cost me, so I'm going with the Giants. Yep, and Rachel. I'm going to pick the Giants, too. Open Arizona. I think Arizona is going to pose a serious threat, but I, I, I still think G-Men uh, are still just too dominant. Seeing what they did to Baltimore – you got to remember, Scott, three points, three points. I'm getting three points. Yep. Yep. All right, then we've got uh, game two, Minnesota at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is minus two and a half. Uh, Neil, who you got on that one? I'm going to go with Minnesota and hope it's a running game. All right, and uh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I think it's a must win for Jacksonville. I think they still have a slim glimmer of hope. Uh, to, to get in the playoffs, so I think they're going to bring their best game they possibly can. Yeah, uh, I, I'm along with you, Scott. I like Jacksonville uh, at home. Uh, they're going to bring their best. Uh, the defense, I think they're going to stop Adrian Peterson. Uh, and then once they stop Peterson, then there will be no semblance of a passing game whatsoever. And then MJD can have fun. So, I'm going Jacksonville minus two and a half, and so is Rachel. All right. Third game on the card, big game, Jets at Titans. Titans minus five and a half. I guess I'll just go ahead and be the first one. i got to take my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Neil, Dr. Dibb, what do you got? I'm going to go with the uh, Titans and minus the five and a half again. All right. I like the Jets. Though. Okay. I like, the, uh, I like Tennessee minus five and a half, and I'll tell you why. Because I am looking forward on Thanksgiving Day for an undefeated team to face a winless team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for. I saw that on the card. And I'll tell you what, I bet you that Detroit brings them that game. They're they're a Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, They're a Thanksgiving team. Oh, what a game. Bring a a good game out of that. Uh, And Uh, Rachel's taking the Jets. All right. Rachel's taking the Jets. Okay, game four, Indianapolis at San Diego, the Sunday Nighters. San Diego is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, Mike, who you got? Yeah, you know what? Uh, Indy is too inconsistent, and so is San Diego, but San Diego at home, giving up the two-and-a-half, I'll take San Diego because I, I see 
I see a lot of things happening with Rivers to Vincent, and I see a lot of things happening with Rivers to uh, uh, LT. So I'm taking uh, San Diego minus two and a half, and Rachel's going against me. She's she likes uh, Indy plus the two and a half. And Neil? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Indy. I think this comes down to this. you got to show what you got now. San Diego's just been too inconsistent for me. Yep. And uh, I like the Colts here as well. I think they've, uh, you know, you, you, you've got to stop Peyton Manning right now. And uh, the, just the defense for San Diego is, is really the biggest deficiency on the field will be the San Diego, uh, the San Diego defense. So I'm going to go Indy. Getting two and a half. That might be huge. Uh, Monday Nighter, Game 5, uh, Green Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans is a two-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, Green Bay completely shuts down the passing attack uh, of just about everybody that they play. So if, if I'm Green Bay and I'm getting points, I like it. Uh, New Orleans is obviously uh, emotionally charged when they play at home. But uh, without a proven running game, I think I'm going to go Green Bay. So that's my pick, Green Bay. Mike, what you got? I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going New Orleans. All right. I'm going New Orleans, giving up two and a half, and uh, Rachel's going against me again. Here we go. She's taking uh, Green Bay plus two and a half. All right. And doctor. Well, I originally wanted to go with New Orleans, but I don't think Bush is going to play from everybody what I'm hearing. And if he does play, I don't know if he's maybe he's hundred percent. Maybe they're just waiting for this game. But it, without knowing, I'm going to have to go with Green Bay. They're just playing too good defensively for against the pass. All right. Well, we've got a uh, we've got all of our picks in. I tell you what, I am getting on my uh, sports wagering account as we speak. I like a parlay this week. I'm going to go ahead and play it. We're going to see what this sucker pays. Uh, I saw what you had earlier. We're going to click parlays here, and we're just going to fill this thing up. And I want to see what this thing pays because it's a money line parlay. We're going to take the money, the money line on Green Bay, the money line on Indianapolis plus one fifteen. Green Bay was plus one twenty. Uh, we're going to take the money line on the Jets at plus two ten. Ooh, that's a nice. Uh, actually, it's down to two hundred five now. Uh, we're going to take Philly plus one. Uh, actually, Philly is uh, Philly is plus one because they don't offer a money line on that. Actually, Philly's getting one and a half now. Um, and then we're going to add in here. Even though I went with the G-Men in our five-pack, I like the value of this. And the line actually has moved up, although we're going to stick with ours. Um, the line is sitting at three now. I'm sorry. The line is at three uh, for the Giants and Arizona. No, it, it stayed the same. So. Arizona is plus one forty five. And we're gonna see what this thing pays here. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a two dollar parlay. <laughs> what? What are you doing? Parlay, a two dollar parlay plays uh, pays a hundred and thirty two dollars and ninety five cents. I'm gonna I'll finalize that. that. You I'll take half that we just got. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll give you half that, Dr. Dish, and okay. uh, that's it. Uh, Mike, that's all we got, man. Red versus blue is uh, week six is in the books. Hey, man, that sounds good. I'm getting ready to go to Huddle House and get me some breakfast. <laughs> you all, all go right, frogging well, last week? 
Uh, we did. We we actually won our game. We had our best game of the season in the National Fantasy Football Championship after our worst game of the season. So uh, it was funny. Two weeks ago we went into it. We were 95th, and we dropped down uh, to 145th. And then this week we scored 172. We have our best week so far. We're back up to 93rd with, at 7-4. and four. So, I mean, with Lynch, Barber, and Bo, it's a good trio to have. Um, of course, we should have listened to everybody when we took Cotri over Bolden, but – Hey, we got a couple oh, things we're gonna uh, we're gonna focus on, but we're not done. We're not done. Well, and the bottom line is, we do have a chance. We need Team Welp to win in that league. So if you're listening, Team Welp, you got to come. Team through Welp. Heck yeah! All right, guys. This is hey, Scott, uh, great show. Thanks. Red right, Blue Sports Talk Radio. Join us next week, and uh, we're just gonna sign out because uh, we we don't have a switchboard. Right. Talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks, Scott. My guess. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.